Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and of course, the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Welcome to the show, everybody. All right. How are you guys? I have not spoken into a mic in so long. And I gotta tell you, it's been a pretty interesting couple of months, past like five, six months. I honestly think the last episode that I made was in February. And um, I think I've had a couple lined up that I haven't even published. But I've been on my own journey like we all are. I've been through my own ups and downs of life itself. And um, over the past few months, I'm going to be honest, I just haven't been feeling, you know, super into doing my podcast anymore. I don't know. I guess now that I reflect on it, I felt a sense of burnout and a sense of stagnation and just, you know, recording these things, they brought me so much joy. And, you know, with all things, sometimes if you're not feeling it, even the things that you're most passionate about, you're not able to feel that passion anymore. So yeah, I, I'm human. I go through my own phases of life and I feel like, especially since spirituality is so personal to me, like if I don't feel in alignment with who I am and, um, you know, where I'm going, then I don't tend to feel alignment towards these passion projects. Like, the podcast and and everything. And I'm trying to be better about that. <laughs> like I'm trying to be better about creating healthier boundaries between me and my work and um, my career path and doing all this and interacting with you guys because it brings me so much joy. So it's just, it's me learning how to do this and also be a human being and balance all the things that we all balance at the same time. And, you know, maybe I'll get into it in a little bit um, in the next few episodes because I know I'm not the only one who deals with ruts. I know it's so common. Um, And I think, I don't know, talking about ruts and especially, like, for me, Whenever I hear about people that I listen to or watch on YouTube or people that have influenced my life and, you know, my own personal growth, when I hear that they have ruts too, like actual human beings, it just feels validating. Like, okay, it's it's okay to have emotions and to not know how to process them sometimes and to go through burnout. So I want to work on normalizing stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, I want to, um, definitely talk more about that. But today I thought, since this is the first episode in a very long time, I'd kick it off with 
uh, a lighthearted episode, but you know, every time I get in front of this mic and I say I want it to be lighthearted, I feel like I end up going really deep, and I think that's just how the show is gonna be, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, um, but one of the things that I have felt a new spark with is working with the tarot, because during my rut period, I didn't feel called to work with the tarot. There was a lot of resistance. Every time I pulled a card, I felt an immense amount of self-doubt and frustration and like just being confused. And basically my relationship with myself was reflected in the cards, in my confusion and in the resistance that I was feeling. So um, recently, I'm sure it sounds like I've turned a new page. And I have been really, really working with my tarot in in a, it hasn't in a very meaningful way, and it hasn't been this great in a while. So I thought I'd come on to the show today and share a couple of tricks that have helped me reignite my passion and love for tarot. Um, and that's also one thing too that I want to normalize is like you could love tarot, you can love astrology, whatever spiritual practice that you have. You could love it and then also be sick of it. <laughs> like take me for example, I had or I still have. <laughs> Let's just not say anything in past tense right now, but I have this podcast called Self Love Tarot. It is about tarot. And so to be the one who just didn't feel driven to work with the tarot anymore, um, it made me kind of feel like, hey, you're, you you should want to wake up and work with the tarot. It should always be something that you look forward to. But it's um, ebbs and flows. It's uh, peaks and valleys. And I think it's natural to have... Um, a sort of wavy relationship with your spiritual tools and spiritual practices. I think it's totally normal. So anyways, um, the tarot deck, oh man, I don't even have it in front of me. (laughs) I have my notes in front of me, but I don't have my tarot deck in front of me. Um, but let me just, let me just look up I always forget, I think it's called like Cosmic Dream Tarot, I don't know, but it's, oh, okay, I was close, it's called the Cosmic Slumber Tarot, and guys, I think I've talked about this like in my, the last episode that I made in February, I freaking love this book, this book, (laughs) sorry, this tarot deck and the book, the book is actually really nice as well. It's like a cute, cute little book. Um, but the pictures, the illustration, the colors, it's just speaks volumes to my soul. And I feel like it is just who I am as a person and who I want to be just this like playful, colorful, you know, not taking itself too seriously type of energy. And I really, really loved it because you know, normal tarot decks, um, especially the Rider-Waite-Smith, I think a lot of the symbolism and 
the people, the representation. It's very outdated, and a lot of it's kind of just like, okay, wh- what the hell does this mean? Who is this person? Is this like a court jester or something? I, I don't know. And like, you know, I I studied the tarot deck traditionally using the Rider Waite Smith just because that's the basis for and foundation for a lot of new tarot decks. But I'm starting to really embrace other practices and to just like see that as my foundation but then also let it go because that's one of the things that I had wanted to do at the beginning of the show is to go through each card and talk about it in in like the Rider Waite Smith version but I'm embracing new forms and um one of my fears was that it would be a little bit Complicate. It would be more complicated to reference certain types of cards from different decks that you guys might not be able to see or even have access to. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm going to just try my best. I'm going on a rant. But anyways, <laughs> it's the Cosmic Slumber Tarot by Tilly Walden. And I think she illustrated this and wrote the book, wrote the little um meanings and everything so I thought that was really freaking cool like if I had more artistic um talent and if I had more skill if I went to design school instead of nursing school like a good Filipino daughter I'm uh, I would like I like to dream that I would be able to do something like that but anyways um yeah this tarot deck speaks volumes to my soul and that is one of the tricks that I want to talk to you guys about today is to find the you version in a tarot is find the you in a tarot deck now I don't really know if that makes sense that's just what I wrote down and it still makes sense to my head but if it doesn't correlate what I mean is like find a time like you know Spend the time, the energy, the money even to find the deck that speaks to you at your soul level because it is worth it to find a deck that resonates with you. And like, like again, as I was saying, Rider Waite Smith traditional deck versus the Cosmic Slumber Tarot deck, it is completely like different energy different emotions and I'm able to feel more into what the message is versus you know um like more outdated traditional symbols and sometimes like depending on um, your mood or what you're craving of the Rider Waite Smith deck, the traditional version could totally resonate with you and there have been times in my life where it has resonated with me but, um, like, I have been leaning on the Cosmic Slumber Tarot pretty regularly. And just to have that connection with it, have the connection to the colors and the imagery and the symbolism and the characters in it. It's just, it can make a world of a difference. And it's so simple, and I'm sure a lot of people already do this like if you're into tarot of course you're going to be looking at all these different tarot decks and seeing which one fits you but I just want to I wanted to start off by saying that because it makes a huge difference so if you're feeling like a little blah about the tarot and feeling uninspired like go on Amazon 
and look through the different tarot decks and see which one calls to you. Like this one instantly, when I saw the imagery, it like yelled my name and I was like, yes, <laughs> add to cart, bye. <laughs> um, another good resource is to go on Instagram. There's tons of like tarot spreads and they'll go through the cards individually to make sure um, so that you can see that you would like the imagery in it. Because sometimes um, there are certain decks that I have a problem with where they only have illustrations for um, the major arcana, but then the minor arcana, it's like diluted into just the suits. So if it's like seven of pentacles it'll just have seven pentacles in on a card and I just find that completely boring <laughs> and unfortunately a lot of the really nice stylistic ones tend to be very simplistic like that and that could totally be your thing but that's something that I definitely do not want in uh tarot deck so yeah you just you like spend the time and the energy um, put some dedication into really finding that tarot deck that hits home. So that's tip number one. All right, so tip number two. Don't be afraid to look at the book. <laughs> and I just talked about the Cosmic Slumber Tarot deck book, the booklet that comes with it. And how much I love that little thing. And I was like the cutest small font on it. It just reminds me of a cute storybook. Um, but usually I am someone who reads the book and then kind of puts it away. And then I let my intuition come through the cards and come through the messages. Um, but regardless of what I've said before, because I know I made a... I made a previous podcast about how to read for yourself. Um, I, I honestly don't remember exactly if I had said this or not, but reading the book is okay. <laughs> like sometimes if you get a card and you're like, God, I don't, I have no clue what the fuck this means. You can you can read the book. It's okay. The world's not going to explode. It doesn't mean you're a bad tarot reader. It doesn't mean you're not connected with your intuition. And sometimes I find that like the only message my intuition is giving me is to look in the book um, and to seek the answers from an quote unquote external source. But I think, you know, your intuition can use whatever it wants to reach you. And sometimes, like, for example, I look at a card and I'm like, I have no clue what that means. And then I get this weird intuitive feeling to listen to a song, right? Like that happened the other day. I pulled, I'm not, I'm not even sure what card I pulled, to be honest. Um, but I had the intuitive feeling, like I, I heard um, a song that I used to listen to all the time when I was growing up in, in um, high school, Starlight by Muse. I heard that ringing in my head as I was trying to figure out what this card was. I think it was like an Ace of Wands. I want to say it was like a Wands type card. And so I was like, okay, let me just put that in the background and see what happens. And 
the feeling that I needed to feel in order to unlock the message of that card, it like it all lined up um, and it felt absolutely amazing to get the message through like an auditory means or, you know, like it doesn't have to be all in the card is what I'm essentially trying to say. The message doesn't always have to be in the pictures um, because like to this day, I don't even know which exact card I got, but I remember the feeling. I remember feeling alive and feeling reignited. And really, I think the most important thing to take away from any tarot reading is the feeling that you get. You know, do you feel more inspired after reading the tarot for yourself? Do you feel more invigorated? Do you feel more loving? Do you feel more compassionate? Like, I think all of those feelings that it allows us to access is the greatest thing that can happen when you do work with the tarot. So don't be afraid to look at the book and don't be afraid to go to other sources, other external things and that might be the carrier of the message. And the tarot card might just be the middleman. So open your mind and how you can receive that input. So the third one, the third tip is incredibly practical. And it might even sound really dumb. (laughs) But it has made a world of a difference to my practice. So here's usually my issue is... um, I like I lay out all the cards and I have like the question in my mind and then I go into processing them and reading them and like figuring out, okay, the relationship between these cards and, you know, weighing in on my intuitive impulses and all that stuff. And oftentimes I get so unraveled in that process that I forget what my original question was. (laughs) And then usually when I have those types of sessions, I walk away feeling like, okay, like that was good, but there was no real concrete answer, right? Like it kind of just gave, like we've all had readings like that where we wanted guidance on something and then the answer kind of just was this vague blob of like, follow your dreams and, you know, nothing that really resonated to the the question. And so what I've been doing is I have sticky notes or like I've been cutting up um, index cards and I've been writing my actual questions out and putting them in the place where I would pull out the card and um, put them down on my spread. And it really made a huge difference because I was able to visualize what each card represented for me. And I remember I had done this years ago when I was deciding on whether or not I was going to leave a job and go to this new opportunity that had opened up. And so it was like when I was um, on the floor as a nurse And there was another opportunity to go into the OR and do an OR fellowship, which is where I am right now. Um, So I had pulled two cards and I had written on two individual sticky notes, stay in my current job. And then next to it, I wrote, go to this new job. 
and then I pulled the cards for it. And something like that was just so potent because, you know, nothing, it kind of takes away the vagueness that we can get with tarot readings sometimes. And it can make it really literal and impactful and just like, bam, in your face. And I think um, for um, the placements, as I recall, the one that I got for stay in your old job, I got the um, the justice card. And then the other card, which was for um, going on to newer opportunities, I got the empress. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> you could totally see the contrast. And just having everything kind of labeled can be super helpful. And what I've been doing in addition to that is underneath like writing the question or the category of what my inquiry is, once I read the um, the card and I interpret it and I find a really um, inspiring meaning behind it, I write it down on another sticky note and I kind of stick it somewhere onto the the tarot card or next to it so then at the end I like look back and it's the tarot spread and it has all these little notes and encouraging thoughts and ideas and it kind of becomes this like scrapbook or like I don't know a collaborative board of me and my intuition kind of going back and forth and talking and it just looks really nice and satisfying afterwards (laughs) because then you can go back and review and remind yourself and everything like that so that's one thing that has been really helping me um and I do want to post one of the spreads that I did with all my notes and everything at some point on Instagram so make sure to check out self-love tarot the Instagram page to um see an example of what I'm talking about number four is make your own damn rules. (laughs) So I know I was just talking about reading tarot spreads and everything, but I have a confession to make. I actually don't ever use spreads. Like, I've done the Celtic cross, and I've, you know, I've used them before, but if I'm being completely, completely honest with myself... Spreads have never really done it for me. I've always really enjoyed more conversational spreads in tarot. And what I mean by that is like I start with a question and I'll write it down on a sticky note like I previously stated. And then from there, it'll just stem on to like, okay, I've asked this question. Maybe I can be a little bit more specific or like this It's kind of like, you know, talking to a friend, right? You just ask questions, you come up with things that you're curious about on the fly, and you just roll with it. And I have been loving the conversational type spreads. I guess you can still call it a spread with the tarot because I feel like it's so personal and I'm able to come to a tarot session and then get out what I need from the tarot session, if that makes sense. Like I come for support and then I leave with the support that I want. I'm able to fulfill that that need. And this isn't only with spreads, of course. Like one of the things that I've told people before is I just don't read reversals. I just don't. I 
I don't like reading reversals, and that's just my rule. I don't read reversals. Um, and um, I've also seen things in books that said that you shouldn't read for yourself all the time. and Or, like, if you do read for yourself, you should only read for yourself once a day and then don't ever do it again until, like, the next day. I'm like, you know what? F that. I want to read for myself all the time. Like, this is... Uh, this is like me texting back and forth with the universe, with my intuition, with that voice of love. So like I should and can access that whenever I want. So if you find yourself stumbling upon those types of rules that are enforced by like old school tarot readers, just listen to your heart. <laughs> listen to what you feel like feels right to you and make up your own rules based on your own values, your own beliefs, your own, you know, vision of what the tarot could be in your life. And this last tip, this last tip is really special to me. And this show being called Self-Love Tarot being able to connect with yourself, your divine self, is always one of the most important parts of any spiritual journey. And I know I've just discussed this before about the tarot being a connection to your inner divine and to your intuition. And sometimes when we're approaching our readings... We forget that. Like, in the months that I hadn't felt compelled to read tarot for myself or even pick up the deck, I realized that that was a part of what I was believing. I was believing that, well, you know, there's no one on the other side of this conversation. There's, you know, the universe isn't listening to me. No one is listening to me. And... To believe that, that is what really starves the tarot practice and prevents it from being as fulfilling as it can be. And if you've ever had periods or maybe you're at a time right now where you're trying to reinvigorate your practice, reevaluate. Like, ask yourself, who am I talking to? Like, who do I think is on the other side of this conversation? Who is giving me these messages and the support? And once we define who we want that to be, that is when things can start to align and to click. Because if you've been in a rut where it feels like you haven't been getting answers that really hit home for you, that's something that could be a contributing factor. And for me, I've always wanted it to be like, this is the voice of love. Love is talking directly to me. And that can be very potent for some people. But recently, for some reason, that was not doing it for me. I think the concept of love just became too broad for me to feel any connection to. And not like love, like love as in, Love is the other person, the other energy that is speaking to me through the tarot. That is what really wasn't resonating with me, that concept of love. And so 
one of the things that really helped me with this is I kind of had to step back and find ways to make this fun, right? Like one of the things that I asked myself was, okay, how can I make this fun? How could I make it so that I am excited and looking forward to doing my readings and practicing the tarot? Like who would I be excited for um, if I saw them on the other side of the, the tarot realm with all the answers? And I thought like, oh, genie in a bottle, you know, like this or um, the, a fairy godmother or myself, my higher self, like literally me and in all my divine forms. Like really ask yourself, who would I love to get guidance from? If we found ourselves in a stale spiritual practice, we need to look at what's causing the staleness. And oftentimes we've become so serious <laughs> and so deep and so abstract because spirituality can be very abstract sometimes. And, you know, sometimes in order to shake it up, we just have to have fun. Like really dive into the fun and imagine yourself speaking to Rafiki. Is that what his name was from The Lion King? I don't know why I thought of that monkey that like, <laughs> that, yeah, the monkey from Lion King, the crazy dude who was so kooky, but he was so cool at the same time and just absolutely insane, but I loved it. And it's just like, what would it be like if that spirit was giving you direction, you know? Like, what if that was your spirit guide at the moment, giving you the guidance and the advice and um, the love that you were looking for? So don't be afraid to have fun with this and to step away from the esoteric nature of tarot. It doesn't have to be this mysterious thing. Like, we can make this modern day. We can make it fun. We can make it goofy. We can make it exciting. We can make it whatever we want. Like, this is your relationship with yourself, ultimately. So play with different characters, different visual vi visualizations <laughs> in your mind and find ways to rekindle that through simply having fun. And, you know, to end this tarot episode out, that's been one thing that has helped me and has just been curing my soul is to let go of trying to understand all these big concepts and, you know all these things and just have fun, have fun. Go out and do something just for fun. Not because it will contribute to your personal growth or not because it's productive or it looks good to other people that you do this, but to just do it for your own enjoyment of it. Like listen to music and dance around. I'm finally in an apartment just update here because I know I spoke about this about a year ago about how I felt like so inhibited that I couldn't dance in my apartment and when I mean dance it's not like professional dancing it's literally just like being goofy and running around and jumping around to loud music 
I felt like I couldn't do that in my previous apartment because the floors were so creaky and like the entire floor would just vibrate just taking like a couple steps around to the kitchen it would just vibrate and so we're done with that place we're in a new place and one of the things that I asked the landlord person over um over zoom because that's how we acquired this apartment was just we um we took a video tour of it. I was like, are the floors, like, are the floors firm? Can you jump on it and just tell me if the entire place shakes? Because that's what I don't want. Um, so yeah, we finally got an apartment that is, has a very sturdy floor. And now I'm back to feeling like I can be a goofy kid again. And like, yeah, like play music, be goofy, be crazy and be creative with everything, with your tarot practice, with your meditations, with writing, with dreaming, with everything, because that can be so liberating in your own spiritual practice and really fill up your own cup. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think I'm done with that uh, rampage. But thank you guys, if you're still listening, thank you so much for sticking around. I know it's been so long since I've talked to you guys and I really want to come back and do more of the show because I, I love the connections that I've made here and I love how much it has grown. So thank you. That's, that's all I really want to say is thank you guys so much um, for, for sticking around. And if you're a new listener, thanks for uh, listening to this first show. And uh, I will talk to you guys next time. See you later. Bye.